0: The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lintonello.
2: Good morning, everybody. So, uh, I guess you're having a uh, sunny day down there in Knoxville, and the outer bands of this minor tropical storm Ophelia are crossing across the mountain as I drink my frosty Dr Pepper. Uh, one kind of cool thing about, uh, apart from the view, the weather up here on the mountain is usually a little bit different than the weather below. So it's really blustery up here, but uh, later on when I have to go down to to, uh, do a few things, it won't be nearly as windy. So it's always windy up here, but it's fun to watch. But I'd rather have sunshine. Yeah, no, there's not a cloud in the sky today in Knoxville. And today, everyone in town is wearing orange because it's a balls game be and uh, the whole town comes out, and they put the flags on the cars and all that stuff. So it's an exciting day today in uh, eastern Tennessee, and hopefully There's the Bulls will win. <laughs> funny, funny thing is, you know, if you're in that area, even if you're just passing through, and they have a game, and you don't have Orange on, you walk into a convenience store similar People actually will be like, where's your orange? They, I mean, they just like, they're rabid about it. It's, it's hilarious. I know. I, I went to the pizzeria last Saturday when there was a game on. Everybody was wearing orange. Everyone behind the counter, all the workers, every customer in the store, except me. I had black on, you know, from Brooklyn. We wear black. But, uh, yeah, orange. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, so... What's new in the car world? Well, of course, the show of shows, Hershey Fall Car Show is coming up in only now eight days. Eight days until the what I call the world's largest automotive family reunion. And I can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. Now, if you happen to be in the area, Carlisle actually uh, starts this week. Fall Carlisle um, starts on Wednesday. I believe it runs through Sunday. Um, Right. If you have the time, hey, go up there and take advantage of the whole week and a half. You will have car overload. Yeah, I started going to Carlisle in the early '80s. That uh, spring, Carlisle to me was always the best, like the first big show of the season. And it's as you know, for those who in the know, it's uh, post-war. Hershey was really founded on pre-war cars, but there's post-war stuff in it. But Carlisle was always post-war muscle cars, stuff from the '60s and '70s, and uh, it's just a great, great event to attend. There's so much going on, and, uh, yeah, if you could do both, you know, the entire stretch of what, like 10 days, you'll be in heaven. It gets you through the winter, you know? For years, I used to go um, up Friday evening, prior to Hershey. Uh, That way I could do Carlisle Saturday and Sunday, and back at that time... You had a break on Monday because Hershey setup day was was Tuesday. Then so you know Saturday, Sunday, take a break on Monday and start it all over again on Tuesday and go all the way through Saturday. And uh, yeah, it's great. It was a great time. Um, yeah, sometimes just too busy at work now to get a, get away to go over to Carlisle, and so if I have to choose between the two. I'm going to go to Hershey um, and you know it's interesting too uh, a lot of the same vendors go from Carlisle over to Hershey and sure. while as you as you said Carlisle really started out to be more of a post-war uh, show and it still is uh, as time has gone by there's more and more post-war stuff at Hershey too yeah so it, it, it's really kind of evolved over the years a bit um, when I first go- started going to Hershey gosh it, it, lots of brass stuff and so on and so forth and you you really never saw anything that was post-war just like you just said but um, these days you find anything at Hershey right yeah I'm looking forward to it I got my band reserved I'll be picking it up Thank and loading you. it up Night and hitting the road Monday morning. So it should be fun. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, the weather will hold. And uh, yeah, that's all there. So you're going to have a booth there. I'm going to have a yep. flea market space there. You're going to have a booth with the crankshaft. Yep. Yep, yep. Chocolate Field, the South Chocolate Field, just south of where the food is. TV 59. And come on by. We've got some jazz sit and spell book on book magazine and then we'll have a good time so uh outside of that what's on the agenda for today about uh, the car world what do you want to talk about come up with something I don't good. know <clears throat> you tell me oh and and, and by the way <clears throat> pardon me um you know all of this stuff is not going to be over with until uh, sometime in November for us. This Lake Mirror, you and I are both going to be there, October 20 through 22nd, too. And the Lake Mirror Concours, if you're if you're down there, um, I think registration is closed. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, it's going to be a great show. The whole area full of cars, going to be great. Richard's going to have a tent there. I'll be there judging. We're going to have a blast. And then uh, don't forget the Coastal Virginia Auto Show, November 17th through the 19th. It is one of my favorite shows of the year, too. So anyway, just thought sort I of wanted to throw that out there before we start yammering on about uh, whatever it is we're going to talk about. But uh, what, what's going on in your end, Rich? Well, oh, geez, a lot. <laughs> Oh, yeah, wow. you got a lot going on. Yeah, uh, in the car world, uh, I started working on some patching up holes in the roof of my garage that I found that squirrels were getting into. I kept hearing, you know, the pitter-patter of feet above the ceiling. And then one of these sheetrock panels caved in because of all urine, I guess. Then I went out the back and I found this hole... In the soffit. So I'm in the process of fixing that because I've got to get those squirrels out. Don't want the ceiling to fall down on my car. But uh, yeah, you know, I've been starting work again on the TR3, starting to sand the bodywork. About to apply some primer and maybe, you know, get the underside undercoated and then painted before the winter comes. So that's on my agenda and just working on the magazine. I'm writing the story on the FS one airline that won the Zenith Award in Iowa a few weeks ago. And uh that's coming along, that's gonna be a great story. It's gonna be twelve pages. So uh that's gonna be pretty exciting to read. And uh outside of that I'll be heading down to Alabama. No, we have a Atlanta on Wednesday. I'll be shooting a nineteen sixty Imperial. And also a uh, 54 Catalina and a 58 Bonneville. So uh, I'll head down there and I'll Atlanta. I'll shoot those on Wednesday, come back home, and then get ready for Hershey. So uh, the next few weeks are going to be crazy. All car stuff, which is good. Yeah, it is going to be crazy. It's going to be busy, busy, yeah. Today, I, I was actually supposed to be, uh, doing a speaking engagement, uh, a couple of hours from here, and I thought we were going to have to do the show from the, from the road, um, but then Ophelia intervened, and, uh, the event was, uh, postponed until next, next weekend, so, uh, big, uh, car show event, going to, at the barn up there in Stanton, going to be lots of British cars there, and, uh, going to have a good time if the weather holds out but um you know typically the weather is really bad up here for a car show you know the wind's probably 25 30 miles an hour in gusts and uh, the rain is coming down in sheets sounds like a hershey of yore um so you we're going to hershey what are you looking for are you going to look for anything do i need to look for anything because you got a man in the booth i'm going to get to have fun i'm going to be out there shopping and whatever, and uh, you, you're going to be selling selling s- subscriptions to the world's greatest automotive magazine. Yes, yeah, thank you, yes. Yeah. Uh, usually I'm with my brother David. He was with me last year and my friend Lou, but uh, David will be in uh, Florence, Italy uh, with his family, so <laughs> I'll be solo. My friend Lou can't come. So I'll be manning the booth by myself. So if you want to swing by, I, the only thing I really need is a gyro. Preferably lamb, you know, with a Coke and uh, or Dr. Pepper. And uh, that's all I really need. <laughs> I'm, I'm but not no yeah. <laughs> Just food. No, 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 no parts. You don't need any paint from Eastwood. Because what I was hoping to do is, like, get an order from you. And go over to, like, Eastwood, because um, they'll be set up up there. And, of course, they're one of the largest suppliers of automotive specialty finishes and tools and so forth. They'll be there. And uh, I thought I could take your order and, like, go over there and then come back and tell you, my God, this stuff has gone up. I mean, you know, we've got inflation in the country, and, uh, you know, we thought this was paint was going to be 15 bucks and 20 25 bucks and then that way I could make a little money and then I could buy you dinner later seem like a really good guy and I could buy dinner for you with your own money and you'd never know wow you're such a shy son. <laughs> but would be thinking hey that Tommy's a great guy he got my parts for me he got my paint for me and everything and now he's buying me dinner <laughs> yeah you know, what I usually bought from Hershey now is, uh, tools. I go to that vendor who has that, that big trailer that's open on both sides. He has all kinds of tools. And I buy, you know, brushes to clean stuff during the printer. And also I go to the TP tent and I get new media for my blasting cabinet and maybe some sandpaper. And, uh, I need a small, small pint jar of 415. To do a uh, a trunk lid on my Triumph, but outside of that, I'm not looking for any parts. You know, just some stuff to keep me going over the winter, some supplies. That, that's all I really do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I can pick up some of that for you. You know, uh, that those little uh, pint cans of POR-15. Uh, those things are like sixty nine dollars these days. So you know, uh, but I, I got you covered. Don't worry. Well, $69, you get how many? Four, right? Three? <laughs> no. No, one. One. This is inflation. Uh, I keep telling I, you. <laughs> you people from Broadway know if you can't.
3: But You know, uh, if... All,
2: all right, right, break time. So. Got a break, folks.
3: When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford? or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you. Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com.
0: Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve, you'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. Wow,
3: we're back. Um, So we are talking about
2: shy... We were going to talk, we were talking, well, before we took the break, you know, you were calling me a shyster, Um, but now that we're back, you know, we can talk about shysters, because unfortunately, while most of the people in the autumn hobby, Rich and I, outstanding model citizens, uh, there are a lot of, there are a lot of shysters out there, Uh, and, yeah, exists, whether you're buying parts, whether you're buying cars, or on the other hand, if you're selling parts and and selling cars, so I guess you know, maybe the you know obviously there are a lot of different ways that these people pull off these fraudulent schemes and you know, whether they whether it's cars that they're selling or parts that they're selling one of the biggest scams out there the most prevalent ones is what's called an overpayment scam where basically you know they send you a check for let's say you're selling a part for 100 bucks they send you a check for $175 and then they tell you, oh, my gosh, you know, I made a mistake. I made the check out for $175. I just realized that. Would you please do me a favor and send me uh, the $75 back um, because it was a mistake? And so what you do is you put the check in the bank. You write the guy a check for $75 and put that in the mail to him along with the uh parts and so guess what? The check bounces and you're out your $75 and you're out your part too. So not only are they taking your parts but they're getting cash too. Always use a verifiable payment platform. Um, you know, PayPal, Venmo, or if you accept a check and I, I do still accept checks. But I won't ship anything until I know that check has absolutely positively cleared my bank. And I tell people that up front. It's like, look, I'm going to wait. If it takes 10 days, I'm going to wait until that check has cleared my bank account before I I ship anything. Um, Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs that people, you know, prey on... Good people have good intentions. When I worked at Heming's Motor News, we had a full-time uh, meetbaiter, and this woman would go back and forth between, you know, uh, the readers and people who scammed them, a uh, bad deal is or whatnot, and the police were always involved. And that was a full-time gig for her. It was, like you said, it's prevalent. It's all over the hobby now. So, uh, you gotta be careful, folks. Uh, to me, no. if I bought, it's worth driving a few hours and sending money in the mail to someone you don't know. Well, with, you know, say like Facebook Marketplace, for instance, they've become so sophisticated and, you know, there's, you know, gosh, you go back when Richard first started in the hobby, you know, uh, back during the Truman administration, you know, you didn't have these sorts of issues, okay? I mean, It just didn't, didn't happen, because not everybody was involved in the collector car hobby, but today, with the advent of the Internet, and, you know, you've got 50 million collector car shows on television and online, you got YouTubers and everything else, so... Everybody knows about the collector car industry in one way, shape, form, or another. It's popular. And with that, unfortunately, comes unscrupulous people who get exposed to all of it and they think, you know what? I'm going to make a little extra cash off of some of these folks. And currently, one of the biggest scams going on, and it's not just through Marketplace, it's through Marketplace and through... Uh, Craigslist and other similar sites, where someone will advertise parts that are relatively rare. You know, they're not going to advertise, you know, 68 Chevelle um, grills, okay? They're going to advertise something like a 1954 Kaiser Supercharger or something like that which, you know, hey, people would think, oh, well, nobody has a 54 Kaiser supercharger, and so this is probably legitimate. And, you know, they know about Kaisers, obviously, and so I'm going to send my $1,500 to buy this. Or you see it in Marketplace, for instance. You know, you contact the seller. The seller says, oh, yeah, but I've got a lot of people asking about that. You know, uh wire me the money and I'll hold it for you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't tempt it. Um, You know, yeah, it's tempting. I mean, it's tempting for even us. Um, And we've been in it for a long time. And, you know, Rich, growing up on the stoop, he doesn't trust anybody. You know? No. It could (laughs) happen to us. (laughs) But... If, if they ask for money ahead of time and it's not through a legitimate uh, payment service like PayPal or Venmo, stay away from it. You know, if they have a long-standing um, account and you can verify the account as best you can, because there are a lot of fraudulent accounts. But it's harder for someone to keep a fraudulent account year after year. So if you've got someone who has a long, long track record of reviews, you know, you're probably a little bit safer. The other thing is, just like everything, you know, there are bargains to be had. Sometimes you run into people, you know, they're clearing out a garage, they're moving, uh, they had a death in the family, they have to clear an estate. Whatever, there are opportunities opportunities out there where you can still get a good deal. But the truth of the matter is you really have to be careful if it's a really good deal because, frankly, folks, there are not that many really good deals out there. And And if you're buying something and it's half or a quarter of the value, you know that's a red flag. You might have a problem on your hands right off the bat. So you've really got to be vigilant then. Um, back in 2018, uh, FBI, and I can't remember the name of the uh, outfit because they, well, it was actually multiple companies that they used to launder this money. They were out of Eastern Europe. $4.5 million in classic cars were sold that were just fake. They had the photographs, they had information, they had even gone to the point where they had uh, printed on very sophisticated inkjet printing um, bills of sale, all types of documentation to go with the car. And so, you know, they just did such a good job in representing themselves online. People assumed they even created uh, fake uh, reviews, you know, Google reviews, Uh, and they got scammed. People went out and took out loans to buy the collector car of their dreams. They wired these people the money. And what they did was is they wired it to a, in this instance, what they did was is they had the buyer's wire money, get in contact with a shipper, supposed shipper, and send the entire amount to the shipper because the shipper would go pick up the vehicle, make the payment for you, and then deliver it. (laughs) And... Dozens of people got scammed. You, if these were not high-end cars to make up that 4.5 million dollars. I remember reading this uh, multiple stories on this, and it was you know Chevelles, Mustangs, what have you, uh, a Chevy Blazer. Um, it, it looked totally legitimate, and they'd set up their own vintage classic car sales websites. The whole nine yards. Yep gotta be careful, don't send money don't send money very simple, that's it (laughs) well, and and here's the thing, you know ask to see it in fact, just recently it hasn't been long ago, a guy had a, I need a parts car for a a 65 uh, Buick and one on Marketplace and it was missing some parts but it it was really really cheap and I sent the guy you know I'm like what the heck I'll go ahead I'll contact the guy see what's going on with this thing because I need a left rear quarter panel for the Wildcat and when I asked to come see the car told him I'm only 45 minutes away what's a good time to come see it guess what I stopped getting responses from the guy, and then the ad completely just disappeared. And yep. Maybe maybe he sold it, but I don't think so. You think? That's why us New Yorkers don't trust anybody. Nope, we don't. Nope. You can't. You gotta protect yourself. So, um... It is what it is. It is. Um... You know, don't and the other thing, don't ever give anybody access. Again, information, any of that. You you will not need to give out login information for any of your accounts, PIN numbers for your cards, anything. And I know that seems elementary, but believe it or not, it happens every day because people are so convincing and these people are so slick. You know. People end up giving them access. And then, you know what? Next thing you know, all of their money is gone. So, stuff that's absurdly cheap, um, red to flags, true. too good to be true, is generally too good to be true. Uh, yep. You can use an escrow service. Don't use Fine. an escrow service that the seller recommends. Try to find right. and research and yeah, suggest your own escrow service. Don't just take what they say as being truthful because there have also been a lot of instances where uh, there are fake escrow services that have been set up and, of course, you, know, you put your money in the escrow and bada-bing, bada-boom, is gone. Gone. Right. Um, well, so, because, yep. the other thing, too, is people representing cars... Yep. That are something other than what they are. Um, <laughs> I don't remember how long ago it was, but there was a guy who was showing a 67 Corvette, uh, which was supposed, supposedly an original uh, 427 car. The guy had spent between 150 dollars and $200,000 on the car and subsequent uh, restoration work. And he took it to a... Uh, Corvette event and he was at, he's there, the judges are looking at it and the next thing he knows, he, he's being asked to remove the car from the show. It was, wow. it, was counterfeit. it was a counterfeit. Can you imagine how that poor guy felt? He'd spent all that money, he goes to the show, he's all excited, nervous because they're judging his car, and then it's you know, hey pal, um, you know, your car needs to be, like, out of the show because it's, it's a counterfeit. Bad, bad news. Even Jerry Seinfeld got duped on a 58 Porsche. Uh, he bought it, and then he sold it for, I don't know, I think it was like $1.5 million. And the buyer, Seinfeld's buyer... Gave Jerry the car, uh, the money for the car. He got the car. And then I don't remember exactly how, but shortly thereafter, he found out it was counterfeit, where Seinfeld gave him the money back and then sued the company that was selling it to him. And believe it or not, some of the most established uh, collector car um, sales companies, every once in a while, they get duped too. So you, you just got to do your homework know what you're buying do a lot of research read 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 the other part of it is like rich was always saying join a club you're gonna buy a Borg ward isabella join the Borg ward owners club and a break yeah
0: break
3: when it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre- and post-war era cars of distinction including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com.
0: Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive Through Time with Peace of Mind. JC Taylor. You're
1: listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And now back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello. Fire
3: me here?
2: here, folks. Yeah. Yep. Back. yep. Um, there's just a million one ways for people to try to get your money and do it illegitimately. That said, as we're always saying, join a club, join a car club. You're going to find people that have experienced um, work that they've had done by restoration shops because that's another entirely different. Aspect of it is the restoration shops. You know, there are a lot of restoration shops that are every year um, pulled into lawsuits because they're charging for work they didn't do or work they didn't do as promised. Um, lots of craziness that goes on, right, Rich? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, years ago, years ago, my 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 brother David bought a. 73 911 Porsche and he got it he lives on Long Island so he got the car from California and it just seemed too good to be true so I said to him are you going to have it appraised he goes no 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 the guy you know he's real legitimate He down anyway so he needs to sell the car because he has some health issues blah 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 well he got the car had to transport it to Long Island and sure enough it was a rust bucket. And the guy sent him a video, but obviously he must have used a video of a different car because this was a total mess. So, wow. uh, yeah. So sometimes it pays to spend three hundred and fifty bucks, five hundred bucks to get a car praised that's across the country that you can't get to, or you call that local club, like you said, and they have somebody go out and check out the car for you, and you know you pay them something. And uh, you could avoid a lot of headaches. So uh, it does happen. But uh, be careful. Buy and beware. Well, another way to avoid that is to, you know, buy Triumphs. Because there's just not going to be enough money in fraud for anyone to get involved in, in selling fraudulent. And... And the thing is, we're trying, so at least you know that they're all going to be Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Start out, Rusty. So, you know, you and I were talking the other day about uh, a car show versus a concourse. and Oh, yeah. we we were, like, lamenting the fact that it seems every year there's another new concourse coming up. And... That name has now been polluted, that word, Concord the Elegant. I think too many events are just little more than a Lions Club car show, which is nothing wrong with a Lions Club car show because it's just a car show, you know, to raise some funds for a Lions Club or the local school or Boy Scouts, whatever. But it's not a Concord. So, you know, no. when I see that, I, I just, you know... My antennas go up and go, wait a minute, is this really a Concorde or is this a, just a car show? And it's a huge difference, folks. It really is. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, the, the Concorde is really is a, a French, a French or, origin to the Concorde d'Elegance, and it means a competition of elegance. It uh, refers to an event where you know, high-end prestigious speed had played and judged. And i I like everything. There are very few cars I don't like. But, you know, 5 Corvair unless it's a really rare model like a Corvair or something of that nature, um, you know what? It's not a really pre- Concorde vehicle. You know, if it's a four door sedan, uh, Keystone Classics on it. Just likes Keystones better than Cragers. you know um it, it's not a Concorde car Concord no. car but but the show itself you know like you said it, it's a competition of elegance competition of beauty and you see all these events and you know they're that, that held out in a field baseball field or they're held in the street or what have you And they call it a concourse, and it's not, you know. A true concourse is like Pebble Beach, you know. Uh, Amelia Island was one, Uh, you know. The Elegance at Hershey, that was the ultimate, to me, concourse, like Pebble Beach. It was a thing of beauty. The cars were judged not on their, well, they were judged somewhat on their condition, but also really on their design and style and execution of the beauty. So that was a real concourse. Too bad that didn't survive. Uh, yeah. So, but the Greenbrier you know, concourse, I have to, I have to throw that in there. You know. Yep. Yep. That that's the concourse. You know, uh, but at all these events, just beware, folks. A car or two um, is always going to. You know, something's always going to get by the judges or the people who run the event because sometimes people send false photos. And they make the cars look better than what they are, and they show up with you know, an open air element air cleaner and Kregger wheels and all this stuff, and that's not a concourse car. It's supposed to be original, as original can be, and in perfect shape. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be a prestigious a prestigious automobile. Uh, it, it is annoying in a way that people have really bastardized the name. Because now, you know, in any given state, at any given point in time during car show season, you got everything being called a concourse. Come on, folks. Let's get back to the car show. What's wrong with it? There's nothing at all wrong with a car show. Like Rich said, you know... the Lions Club, the Kiwanis, the Ruritans, and, and all of those folks, you know, the churches, uh, Red Cross, you name it. They have a lot of great and wonderful car shows that raise money for a lot of lot of charitable endeavors. I mean, the car community, I have to say, is very, very, very uh, generous. Very generous. They are. Lots yeah. of money is raised. We're not saying... Any of this is negative. But don't call it a concord because a concord is something different. Because, you know, what happens is you you set expectations and people come and then they're disappointed. And you know what? They're not going to come back the next year. Nope, they won't. So, So. oh, well, that's the way it goes. You know, people always capitalize. On something and to build up their show to something that it isn't. So, like you said, there's nothing wrong with calling car show. Oh, car show. <laughs> it is what it is. It's not a negative word. So, yeah. Charitable car show. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and, and speaking of Concours, a lot of people don't know, but those who do, uh, RM is going to be hosting their first Concourse called Motor Miami down in Carl Gable in the first weekend in March and that's at a very posh uh, resort outside of Miami and that's going to be a real full-fledged Concourse with incredible automobiles so put that on your calendar folks going to be good i know that they've invested a a tremendous amount of time and effort and have engaged uh some of the smartest most well connected people um in the hobby you know they didn't call us but they did get some really good connected people who are very very knowledgeable um to put this thing together so it's probably going to knock everybody's socks off at least that's what it looks like um so you know if you were to i don't know have the ability to go on a nice european vacation for a couple of weeks and travel about europe what would you uh what would you drive what would you buy Well, a couple, a couple of them. I've thought about that, you know. Uh, I would want a car that would uh, shout, Americano. I would want a a car that would shout out, look at that ostentatious American. I want a car that people people would go, wow, that is awesome. I've never seen one. And to me, if I'm going to drive around Europe for a summer, I would want it to be an Auburn speedster. Wow. <laughs> I think that car so outrageous looking. And imagine navigating the tight streets of France and Italy and, wow. and Belgium and Spain. Now, see, me, I would really like to... Uh, have a lot of room for luggage. I want to be able to keep moving, stop, buy some antiques, have a spot to store them. You know, the Albert Speedster's great, but unless you're towing a little trailer with it, you know, you're just not going to have all that much room to put stuff. So you know I'm thinking. A, a minivan? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, I, for me, I'm going to ship a uh, 60 Lincoln convertible over there. I thought it... Because... Good choice. Good choice. You know... Big one, one, one of the convertibles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A, a 60. 60 though, not not the 61, but the 60, with the two door, right? Two door, but giant, giant trunk, plenty of room in the back seat, and you'll be driving. Yeah, one of the largest cars ever to hit Europe. Now, the downside to that, (laughs) you're probably going to be limited where you can drive it because it's so big, and over there the streets are a lot more narrow and. uh, You know, so you're going to have to plan out your trip really well so that you don't get stuck, literally, um, driving that thing. But it would be pricey, though. At uh, you know, probably eight nine miles to the gallon, uh, it'd be pretty expensive. Although you would turn you would turn heads everywhere you go. You know, people don't get to see those cars in in Europe. They really don't. Only in magazines. That's why I want something really ost- ostentatious. They go, oh, look at those filthy Americans. Yeah, yeah, take a hike, pal, in your little <laughs> tiny seat, ski- Volkswagen. Yeah, take a hike in your little. <laughs> to crush you. <laughs> <laughs> look, out, here comes the Auburn with the filthy American behind the wheel. Take a hike, get out of my way, you bum. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the way, plebeian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Take your of get one. <laughs> uh, you know, um, and that's something that would be fun to do somewhere down the road, and that is the uh, ever-present London to Brighton tour over there. That would be something that would be fun to do as well. I have a couple of friends that are planning to do that um, early the recreation of the early uh, London to Brighton endurance run over there. Um, they, I think it has to be what they um, cut it off at 1905. Yeah, that looks like I'm a trip of the making. Yep. Yeah, I would like see to see that. Of that would be, even just to be a spectator, just to go there and see all the old, you know, cars like that, that would be wonderful. Uh, I'd like to go to Goodwood Festival of Speed. I think that would be a blast too. That's my number one fucking item, Goodwood. And you know, the week before or the week after is Buley which is the Hershey swap meet of England. And they're relatively in the same area, so it's just out of London. So uh, yeah, that's on my list. You know, maybe if you make enough money this year, you'll be able to treat me, and we could go next year. That would be wonderful. Well, you know, if, if you would just let me act as a buyer for, you know, your next triumph or as the fence for your latest <laughs> car parts purchases, I know I'll accumulate enough money uh, to uh, send both of us. we just go together. How's that? Okay. Sounds good. I'm game. I just got my new passport yesterday. So I'm all set to go. Now, you're getting ready to go to Australia. Or you Uh, were getting ready to go to Australia. We were getting ready to go because I became a grandfather uh, last month. And my daughter lives in Perth. And I, I was hooked up with all the classic car clubs in Western Australia to shoot some box holes and holdings and all that stuff. But now we can't go because we are in the process of adopting two little girls, age four and six. And, uh, they will be here in about three weeks. So, uh, that put our, a kibosh on our plans going to Australia. So, uh, like you said earlier, it's a crazy time in the Lentinello household. It really is. <laughs> but I will be at Hershey, so that's good. No, you you got to be at Hershey. I don't care what it takes. People ask me, like, you going to Hershey? Like, well, let's put it this way. If you don't see me there, look for my obituary, because I'm going there to go to come. Hershey regardless. Um, you know, something I wanted to talk about. Oh, sounds like we got to hit a break. We'll be back.
3: When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about (laughs) mega-dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how-to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144-page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else.
0: Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888 Antique or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the Americas Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the classic car show on America's Web Radio with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello.
2: So... Christmas is going to be here before we know it, okay? They've already got the decorations out. For the first right. time ever, I think the Christmas decorations beat the Halloween decorations. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. so true. It's bad. Bad. crazy. Bad. So crazy. You know, it's funny. Uh, of course, I guess, I don't know, uh, with the back when... Back when you were a child, I guess they just you know like had apples for sale and stuff like that for Christmas, and so know, no no right. no no that's no decorations fun. or anything. But uh, you no, know, for me, <laughs> Christmas time it it started after Thanksgiving. You know, the the stores didn't that was decorate the stores decorated after Thanksgiving, and that was it. And uh, now here we are and we're not even too into October and uh, the Christmas stuff is already already out there. But that being said, uh, you know, and I say this all the time and I mean it with absolute sincerity. by a subscription to Crankshaft Magazine. For your friends, for your friends that love cars, come off a couple of bucks because for the cost of a tank of gas, you're going to be giving them something in the way of a great gift that they're going to love. They're going to think about you every time they pick that magazine up and it's going to come not just on December 25th, it's going to keep coming all year long. And, you know, every time your friends open their magazine, they're going to think, Oh, my God, that Bob, what a great guy. I'm so happy he gave me this magazine subscription because, you know what, I I just love it. You know, instead of getting them, like, uh, you know, the shit uh, hot lather machine, you know, they're going to plug that thing in the day after Christmas... <laughs> and and by March, it's going to be in the garbage, okay? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, uh, Yeah, a, a subscription to Crankshaft would be great. We need the support. we got to support Print Media. And, uh, yeah, we're working on issue number seven. And uh, hope to get it to the printer. Uh, sometime in November, we've been late for a lot of personal reasons. Reasons, which is why we're adopting two girls. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be a good issue. I think you're going to like it, and uh, you know, support print media, whether it's Crankshaft, Crankshaft, or some of the other magazines. Uh, we got to keep print media alive. We really do. Just don't want to read everything on your phone or computer. That's boring. Well, it's not only boring, but it, you get to my. Greatest pet peeve, you know. I, I have a number of them. One of them is, you know, people who rip Cadillac 429 engines out and, and dump in uh, crate motors and think they've done something great. And that just annoys the yeah. living hell out of me. But, me too. L one this, L H one that, please. please. Yeah. You use some imagination, folks. <laughs> but yeah. what really really does annoy the living hell out of me, and you know it, because I said it to you. Uh, online articles, online magazines, I don't know who they've got writing these articles, but Awful. they are horrid. They're factually off. You know folks we were talking about earlier, You know, do some research before you go to buy your collector car because you're gonna, you know, learn that the VIN number is affixed with special rivets and not screws and all of these other things that you can learn. You, if you think you're gonna do your research only online, you know, you can do some research online. But if that's all, if that's the only stopping place for your research, you're gonna get hosed. Because I would tell you, I've sent Richard articles that I've read, and vice versa. That probably fifty percent of what's in the articles is just absolutely incorrect, just wrong, flat out wrong, and nothing but fluff. Right. Yep. What was the? Uh, there was one really recently that uh, they were talking about the early 70s Ford Gran Torino as being a What's sports awesome. car. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. And and then on top of it, it went on to say that they were a failed car on the marketplace and that they didn't sell well uh, because they were very rush-prone. Okay? Not true. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wrote that was a more. No. The person who wrote that was an absolute moron. No. They, they cannot be allowed to write articles on automotive history if they're not, you know, uh, knowledgeable about automotive history. That's the bottom line. Just because you're a writer doesn't mean that you could write correct content that is factual and true. So, yeah, it's a pet peeve of ours, I know. No. Uh, so when you buy Crankshafts, you're getting articles that are thoroughly researched. I'm not kidding. I'm not just saying it just because uh, I put up with Richard. Um, Each one carefully researched. The information historically correct. You know, whether you're reading an article done by Richard himself or whether you're reading something that's uh, written by Jim Donnelly and others, um, you know that it's going to be correct. You're actually reading the correct history. I mean, what the heck? You want to read fiction? Read fiction. But, you know, when it comes to automotive history, there, there should be no fiction. So, buy your friends a subscription to Crankshaft Magazine. Again, Crankshaft they're going to love you magazine. all year. Yeah, CrankshaftMagazine.com You don't have to buy a subscription if, if you can't afford it, but so, but you can buy just one issue for fifteen ninety five to check it out first if you like. But anyway, it's Saturday. No. I'm gonna go into the for a little while and play with the cards before I head out to the bowls football game. Well, don't get attacked by the squirrels. No. They're gonna be really have angry a great that you've sealed up their hole. I know <laughs> so have a great weekend, folks. Have, have a great care. weekend, everybody. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye.